Thanks, and welcome to Ask BBB, the program that gives consumers information from businesses they can trust. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Linda is the CEO of BBB Serving Western Ontario. Well, spring has sprung, at least as far as the calendar is concerned. The weather, well, we'll kind of have to wait and see, I guess, when it comes to that. And when we get a clear sunny day, the lineup at the car wash gets a little longer. And you hope it comes out the other end shiny, clean, and (laughs) rust-free. And that's what we expect if we've had some rust prevention done on our vehicle. This morning, we welcome Randy Travener, who is the owner of Crown Rust Control Centres in Hyde Park and in London South on Mid-Park Crescent. Welcome to Ask BBB, Randy. Oh, thank you, Jim. It's a pleasure to be here again. Crown Rust Control is a, an a, has an A-plus rating with the BBB. So just before we get into talking about rust control, let's just talk for a minute about what that means to you and to your business, Randy. Well, like our thinking is that honesty is always the best policy, and we try to be honest, uh, truthful with our customers. And I would like to believe that all of our Crown Centers do that. And, and uh, we try to provide the best service in our industry that we can and uh, the best quality product, uh, the best application of product. And to that end, like we train all of our people who are doing the work and we recertify them annually. And we take measures that most companies in our business do not take. In April, Crown London South marked 13 years as an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau. Congratulations. Thank you. What are some of the things you and your staff do to maintain your good standing in the business community? Well, I guess like I was saying, we we try to be honest and uh, provide a good quality product. And we feel that we have something better than our competitors have. And I guess they feel the same way. But uh, we have the fact that most consumer groups recommend Crown. Um, APA, for example, Crown's the only system they recommend nationally. The CAA only recommends Crown. We have uh, contracts with many municipal fleets and so on that our competitors don't don't have. So you can claim all kinds of things, but uh, what do the facts show? And, and when you make a claim, yeah. uh, according to BBB standards, of course, it has to be a provable claim. So yes. you have that. Uh, when we, you bring up a point, though, when you say that when you talk about your competitors. So when people search the BBB directory, they're going to find a lot of different rust proofing or prevention mm-hmm. businesses. Uh, both credited and non-accredited. And we know from our records that uh, most of those people that do that search will choose an accredited business to investigate. Yes. And that's where then they'll have to come up with decisions. They've found an accredited business. Now they have to decide on the different types of rust proofing or rust prevention. What are what are the different types besides the, the one that Crown uh, provides? Well, there are two basic types of uh, rust protection for vehicles. There are the so-called uh, lifetime or permanent types of rust control. So they usually involve the use of tars, waxes, uh, products like that. And then there are the annual oil type rust inhibitors that are sprayed. So the type that Crown would fall into, we're an annual system and our product is an oily film type of product, not oil as such. Uh, It is a chemical. It's designed to take water off metal, repel water, uh, penetrate, lubricate moving parts, and so on. But it's not oil as such. So we mentioned uh, spring's arrival, and we think of winter as being harsh on vehicles and want to protect them against the salt and so on. 
but we are learning that spring is actually the time to apply rust protection. That's true. Heat is a big factor in uh, the formation of rust on metal. And uh, actually, products like ours that are tested and approved as rust inhibitors, heat is is part of what they use uh, when they do the testing. So they'll they'll put these products on, let's say, metal panels, put them into a salt spray cabinet. They run a salty mist at them continuously for so many hours. But one of the things they do is raise the temperature to, let's say, 90 to 100 degrees. And that really activates the salt. So there's an old saying that you should never park your car in a heated garage. And the reason is because if you drive in the daytime Hmm. and you pick up salt on your vehicle and you put it in a nice, warm, heated garage at night, it sits there for hours. And that's what really activates the salt on the metal. So you'll find that your car will rust out much faster if you if you park it in a heated garage. So in the in the springtime, you get into sort of into that situation. Our temperatures are warming up. The metal gets warmer. The temperatures are warmer. You got some salt left over from the winter. That's what really activates the salt. So the salt was there probably in January, February, but mm-hmm. not doing much harm because everything was cold. Now that it starts to warm up, that activates the salt. So if there is a best time of year to spray your vehicle, I would say it would be spring. So the winter really is like putting something into a freezer. <laughs> yes. It preserves it. Yes. And then uh, when we bring well, it out. Well, that's a good things, analogy. Yeah, when we bring yeah. it out in the spring, it uh, it starts to be activated. Yes. So I guess one of the first things we'd want to do is is make sure it is that car wash that we mentioned earlier. Get it cleaned and, and uh get all of that residue from of salt, and you can actually see it sometimes. So yes. get a good cleaning of it and then uh, have a look. Is that one of the things you do first is, is wash the car? Well, through the winter months, we wash pretty much everything that uh, comes into the shop before we spray it. So we power wash it underneath and we take off as much of the salt and uh, we have to take the snow and the ice off there. There's no sense spraying ice and we get farm pickups in or construction pickups even into warm weather. They're caked with mud and dirt underneath, and we have to power wash them first. So it's nice that we have a product that allows us to do that. It's a product that uh, the, there's not a problem with the uh, floor pan being wet when we spray the vehicle because the product will take the water off there on contact. If it was oil, you couldn't spray it right away. So it wouldn't allow us to wash the vehicle and then, then to spray it. You're listening to Ask BBB, and our guest is Randy Tavener, who is the owner of Crown Rustral Centres in Hyde Park and in London South at Mid Park Crescent. And we'll continue our conversation in just a couple of minutes after this break. Welcome back to Ask BBB. The Better Business Bureau serving Western Ontario is supported by over 1,800 businesses that adhere to a set of standards that believe in trust and transparency in the marketplace. And our guest this morning is Randy Taverner, owner of Crown Rust Control Centres in Hyde Park and in London South in um, Mid Park Crescent. Before the break, we were talking about uh, heat and cold and uh, how that affects the things that um, uh, are going to cause rust in the car. Um, mm-hmm. we, we think of salt, but there are, Randy, there are some advances in what, what uh, is put onto the roads now. It's not yeah. just salt anymore. No. No, we think about the old rock salt that would click up under your vehicle. You'd hear it click up and it would fall off there. But now the uh, liquid chlorides, the magnesium chloride, calcium chlorides that they're putting on the roads 
are actually designed, as we were talking about in the break, with they contain a beet juice or something to make it sticky so that it actually sticks to the road. And the problem is it also sticks to the bottom of your vehicle. And uh, we, were, we were talking earlier about the um, fact that salt liquefies on the metal when under the right uh, heating temperatures and humidity yes. and so on. And uh, so the, the liquid chlorides so much faster. Testing shows that where rock salt took t- six hours sorry, to, to uh, liquefy on the metal. In the same period of time in the testing, the uh, magnesium chloride and calcium chloride takes eight minutes. So that's the difference. Uh, so much faster it liquefies on the metal, and once it liquefies, it starts to do that much more damage. So if you bring a vehicle into a heated garage, by the time you yes. get the groceries out and in, the, the stuff is it could to be started. It could be started. Yeah. I know some communities use sand as well in that mix. Yes. Uh, does that change the equation at all with respect to rust, or is that just something that they're choosing to use? Um, other than the fact that I, I don't know if you. Uh, you might sandblast the bottom of your vehicle. Like a lot of your vehicles painted. When you buy a brand new vehicle, it's all painted underneath. Mm -hmm. And um, over time, you got maybe bits of uh, grit and stone in there that the tires kick up and will will make little stone chips in the paint. And once you get a little, it takes a very small part. Like if you want to start a forest fire, all you need is the head of a match. It's a very small fire to start with and you can make a big fire. And that's what happens. You take the paint off the metal, even a very small spot. Once moisture gets at it, it starts to uh, bubble and lift the paint off the metal. So it doesn't take a whole lot to start rust going. Now, does the product displace the chlorides and and all that are working or um, do products do that? Do you need to wash it? How... How do you prevent that uh, in the winter time? Well, we have a great product that uh, we've actually developed ourselves called Salt Eliminator. And that product is designed to break down the salt and take it off the metal. The crown product itself will neutralize the effects of uh, the the chlorides and the salt on the metal. So for customers, we've noticed this. We've offered a service in the springtime for folks who want to wash their vehicle maybe with with a salt eliminator and take the salt off. Even if they didn't want to spray their vehicle, we can take the salt off for them. But we've noticed uh, over the years that when vehicles come in, the vehicles that have been crown sprayed annually, the salt does not adhere to the metal the way it does to vehicles that we see that have never been sprayed with with anything. So, yes, Crown will protect the metal from the salt and uh, neutralize the effects of it. But we have other ways of taking it off as well. If uh, you select a company like Crown and it's not associated with any car dealer, is the vehicle's warranty affected? No, the manufacturer warranty is not affected. No one can void your manufacturer's warranty because you use aftermarket parts or products on your vehicle. So, for example, if you want to use a different brand of oil than what the manufacturer recommends, as long as you follow the prescribed uh, schedule for changing the oil on your vehicle, if you want to use a product like Amsoil or Lucas or some of those, they're good products out there. There may be other ones. You may have a preferred brand, but you can do that. And uh, with Crown, to tell you the truth, like our warranty is probably better than any warranty that... uh, manufacturers offer, a lot of them are three years, 60,000 kilometers. Well, in three years, you're not going to see any rust that they're going to fix under warranty that's not covered under the fine print that, sorry, we don't fix that. So 
The Crown warranty has no age limit, no mileage limit. It's fully transferable if you sell the vehicle. The deal is you spray your vehicle once a year, which only makes sense anyways. And uh, it's all included in the cost of what you pay. You don't pay extra for it. Okay, we talked about different products that there are for rust-proofing out there. But let's just look at some of the things that people might want to ask then about what is being applied to the vehicle, whether they choose Crown or or uh, one of the others. What are some of the things I'm able to ask, like, uh, is it envir- environmentally friendly? That's a good question. Yeah. That's, a, that's a very good question nowadays because we're all concerned about the environment. We all see what global warming is doing and so on. And uh, Crown is very conscious of the environment and all of our products uh, are as environmentally friendly as possible. And uh, our rust inhibitor product... We have no solvents, no kerosene or gasoline, and no aggressive chemicals of any kind. These are things that are often found in rust inhibitor-type products. We, we don't have that in our product. Another question is, is it safe for electrical? That's maybe a good thing to ask because uh, cars nowadays have very sophisticated electronics on them. The Crown product... Uh, is safe for circuit boards, computer chips, any wiring connections, wiring plugs, solenoid switches, any of those things, battery terminals. So it's very safe for electrical. Another another question you might ask is, does the product creep? That's important to ask because if a product doesn't have the ability to migrate or to creep on the metal, it's not going to get where you really need it because a lot of times... It's not physically possible to spray into the most critical areas, like let's say the seam at the bottom of your doors, one a very critical area for rust to start, and yet it's so tight that you can't spray inside it. So you have to depend on the product to be able to penetrate in there, and when it does, to move the water out. So it's important that a product creeps. Randy, it's always interesting. We always learn a little bit more about rust than we thought we needed to know. (laughs) Thanks for being with us this morning. Well, it's been a pleasure. You're listening to Ask BBB, and our guest has been Randy Tavener, who is the owner of Crown Rust Control Centers in Hyde Park and in London South on Mid Park Crescent, with an A-plus rating. When we return, we'll be talking about two-factor authentication. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Linda is the CEO of BBB Serving Western Ontario. And earlier this week was National BBB Password Day, where we encouraged everybody to change their passwords. Well, today we ask, is there anything else that we can be doing to protect our information online? And to discuss this, Linda's going to be talking about two-step authentication. Linda, when we talked about the scams and changing your passwords early this month, So what else can we do to protect that information? I think one of the things that uh, stuck with me the most over the last uh, couple of shows is we talked about how each of us has about 200 accounts, either cards or online accounts, banking accounts. uh, And so that number was really shocking, and that's why we were encouraging folks to uh, look at their passwords, change their passwords. And a great way to add another layer of security is to use two-factor authentication. Okay, now what what is two-factor authentication? 
Strong authentication goes beyond just a username and a password and is a way to lock down your login that typically includes multi-factor or two-factor authentication. It helps you prove you are who you say you are by providing multiple forms of verification, like something you know, have, or are. Uh, You uh, already do this in your everyday life. Examples include showing multiple forms of ID when completing your tax form at a new job or using uh, at an AT. ATM that requires your bank card, uh, something you have, and a four-digit PIN, something you only know. So what are some of the options then for two-factor authentication? The first kind is using a security key. A security key or a toggle is a small device you plug into your USB port that you have in your possession while logging on. Um, the second is biometric. You might be familiar with this one already. Mm-hmm. If you have a newer smartphone, such as an iPhone, uh, it uses a fingerprint or a camera typically found on your mobile device that verifies your fingerprint before unlocking your phone um, or an app. Yeah, and we're going to one day have it recognize our face. So. <laughs> or yeah. our, our eye recognition. Yeah. Uh, the third kind is one uh, time code. It's a unique code that you enter into a website or an application before you can sign up or open an app. It is usually sent by text to your phone and then you can enter that code and then you're allowed to proceed. That's the one with the, all the squigglies. Mm-hmm. So if I turn on strong authentication, will I have to take an extra step every time I log into this account then? Not necessarily. For many services, you will only need to take an extra step when logging in from the new device or in a different manner when you have than you have previously. But sometimes, like in your banking, you can set that up as those security questions uh, as that second step after you've logged in. Why aren't usernames and passwords enough to protect us then online? Hackers are resourceful, and using just a username and password is no longer enough to keep your account secure. Anyone with your username and password can access your account. Locking down your login ensures that it's actually you trying to access your account by offering multiple forms of verification. By using a security key or physical feature such as the thumbprint, or entering a one-time code through an app on your mobile device. In addition, many people use the same password for several accounts, making your accounts even more vulnerable to cyber criminals. So does this double authentication, two-factor, does it cost anything? No. Most of the popular online accounts and services offer strong authentication technologies for free. So it sounds like this might be complicated, is it? No. Many popular online services and websites have made it quite easy. Take a look at the How to Turn It On section on LockdownYourLogo.com for a step-by-step guide to enabling strong authentication on a variety of services. A better protected account could be just a few clicks away. So if I turn on strong authentication, what, what type of information is collected about me then? Most of the time, turning on strong authentication will be as simple as downloading an app or submitting your phone number. For more information about how your information is collected and used by a website, service, or app, check the company's privacy policy. Okay, now if I turn on strong authentication using my biometrics, what happens to my data? Biometrics such as fingerprints, facial recognition, voice recognition, or iris scans are increasingly being used to protect your accounts. The security of storing biometric information can vary. 
For example, when unlocking a phone with a fingerprint, the phone typically uses and stores a representation of the fingerprint, locally affording users more control over their biometric data. Biometrics used to access online accounts may be handled differently. They may be stored locally or centrally, in the cloud, or on a company server. And you should be aware of how companies capture, transmit, and store your biometric data by reading that company's privacy policy and understanding where your biometric data is being stored. Okay, what if strong authentication isn't offered by a website or an app? Not every site or service currently offers a strong authentication option. Always double-check with the company and ask if added protection is available. It may not always be evident at first glance. If a site you use does not yet offer that option, implement password best practices that we talked about by creating a strong password that you only use for that site. We also talked about last week changing your passwords. Uh, That's part of the management. Contact companies to let them know that you care about security and request they add stronger authentication options. It's all interesting and all good information, Linda. And that's just about all the time we have for Ask BBB this time around. That's uh, it for this week. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Remember, Ask BBB. And start with trust.